Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. Don't miss the year-end appliance savings now at Bray & Scarf. With incredible deals in-store and online, their best-selling models are in stock and ready to go. So book your one-on-one VIP appointment now. Get exclusive double rebates on select GE Profile and Cafe packages, plus a GE Ultra Fresh front-load washer and dryer pair, priced too low to advertise. Enjoy the year-end savings going on now at Bray & Scarf, where it doesn't cost more to get more. Morning. Morning. This show contains mature content. Listener discretion is advised. Are you ready to get your mind blown? One angry New York City Puerto Rican decided to start a radio show. Determined to piss the world off by shoving a mirror in front of society's face. He kicked them in the balls. What are you? Who are you? This is the Crotch Shot Radio Show. This is not a test. This is a broadcast transmission. We're going to stay on the air. And now, and now, the weepy, the weepy. Welcome to the Crash Out Radio Show where we kick the issues in the balls. We are on an active war against bullshit. We would do anything and everything to expose bullshit. The ends sometimes justify the memes. So if you're angry and want the truth exposed, then strap in and prepare to be shocked. This is Smash Mouth Talk. If you can't accept that, then fuck off. I'm your host, Louis B. I takes no bullshits from no ones. Actually, expose the bullshit of society and chop it up into easy-to-digest chunks for you. Today won't be any different today. I am honored to have a guest as, you know what, most of my guests are honored, but I, you know, um, I had the, I had the chairman of the Proud Boys the other day, as you probably know, Enrique I have an elder of the Proud Boys. I'm here with Elder Josh. Josh, how are ye? I'm uh, doing all right. How are you doing? I I'm fantastic. I, I you know, uh, you know, I, I I I try to avoid getting cursed out, but eh, you know, some days. <laughs> Don't worry. It well, happens. It happens. I mean, if I'm not getting cussed out, then I'm doing something wrong. But um yeah, I was on your podcast on Monday. 
Uh, the Fuck Around and Find Out podcast. Uh, where can people find that? Uh, well, uh, you can find it on Spotify. You can find it on Stitcher, Breaker. You can find it on uh, Radio Free. You can find it on Google Podcasts. And there's probably other platforms that I'm not remembering off the top of my head. But those are the main ones you can find us on. Very good. What is, uh, what is the Fuck Around and Find It podcast about? Well, the Fuck Around and Find Out podcast uh, goes around, you know, it's, it's basically centered around our motto within the Proud Boys, which is Fuck Around and Find Out. And for your guests that are listening that aren't familiar with that phrase, um, we kind of coined it when Antifa started making us a target in 2016. So we would say, fuck around and find out. You know, if you're going to fuck with us, you're going to find out the response that you're going to get. And so basically it's a, you know, it's, it's a coin of, you know, it's a coin phrase that we came up with. Um, and it basically means, you know, exactly what I just said, but, um, the podcast centers around on our, our Friday episodes. It's kind of less serious. It's a lot more bullshitting, Mm -hmm. joking around, having fun. It's kind of a round table type discussion. Um, Mondays is more of our serious topics. Like you experienced on Monday where we were talking about the, uh, the Patriots versus the Redskins. Right. Like, yeah, we were like, and that's basically what we're going to do is kind of continue that uh, over here. Um, You know, everyone's already had their say about um, that, that kid uh, that was smiling in the face of chief running bullshit. Right. A name that we coined on your, on your, that's all folks. The name that we coined on your podcast <laughs> um, yeah, because yeah, I mean, they t- the whole narrative fell apart like really fast. Um, oh yeah, and I watched I watched the CNN report today on mm-hmm. how they they basically uh, they were like, "Oops, our bad. We uh, we kind of hit the ground running without getting all the facts, and we're going to give you all the facts." They were actually being provoked by the Black Hebrews. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and we went into detail uh, again on the podcast about the black uh, black Israelites. Um, you know, they 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 believe that you know that uh, Native Americans, Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, you know, everyone that's in South America that means the Mexicans are all descendants of the twelve tribes of Israel. Um, that's why in the video when um, the chief running bullshit was marching towards the towards the the boys the you know the high school boys right to intimidate like really like how brave like does he have to be like oh my goodness i i like i'm i'm fighting the i'm fighting white privilege by going after children well you know what that video showed me what? Um, when I was wa- when I was watching um, you know the snippets of when they were harassing the kids up till the point to when he showed up is that it was all staged. Yeah. If you really if you really look at how the video started, is they planned on this guy showing up? It was planned from the beginning, and that's why they were taunting because they knew the liberal media was going to cut snippets out of that and run with a, you know what I think it was like a twenty three second clip. Yeah. I mean, and even even if, like, even if they were, okay, you're smirking in someone's face. Oh, okay, and, and, I mean, he's staying, he's standing there quietly, 
Like, what what do you expect? Like, I wouldn't... Like, if somebody was trying to intimidate me, I'm not gonna pull out the red carpet. Well, there you go, sir. I'm like, no, fucking go around. Yeah, I mean, like, but, it's just like... It, yeah. It's just like somebody tried to walk... You walk, like, literally walk in front of you yeah. and try to push past you by being in front of you. You don't fucking do that. There's something called common courtesy. Yeah, I mean, it's like... But then, then you know, once the full video came out, they, they they had to do an about face. I mean, I, you know, I put like this is being said everywhere. When you even have CNN calling you a fucking liar, <laughs> you know you fucked up. And yet, the, and yet, if you look all over Twitter, they're still running with that lie. I mean, uh, what was the the most recent one was a video of that fucking dude. I can't remember his name. He, he's in New York. He's in your area. But he's he's telling them to go bird dog women and shit like that. It's like, dude, you're talking to kids as if they actually did something wrong when the video shows that they did nothing. Who, Sean wrong. Sean King? No, not Sean King. Um, uh, I'm trying to pull up my Twitter right now so I can actually. Like all find I know, his... all I know is like they're still trying to like paint these guys as you know as a bunch of racists. Like I saw oh, this... Mike, Michael. Um, Rappaport Rappaport No he's in Boston He's a Boston motherfucker Like honestly I remember when Michael Rappaport Used to be funny But now he wants to be This little social justice warrior Motherfucker And the only time I ever laughed Recently of any his shit Was What the fuck Oh shit Oops Uh Gabe Gabe Give me Give me 20 minutes I'll call, I'll call you right back. You heard me? Hey, what's up? Yeah, uh, give me 20 minutes. I will uh, get you on the show. We're just uh, covering... I just want to make sure I miss you or anything. No, I'm on live now. Okay. All right. 20 minutes? 20 minutes, yeah. Yeah. I'll see you then. All right, cool. <laughs> live radio, everyone. So uh, you, you, have a whole, you have a whole lineup for tonight. Yes, uh, we're gonna. After this, we're gonna be talking about uh, the New York City leadership. Like uh, I was trying to tell you the other day over the phone. Uh, you know, we're gonna. But those of you, you know, just so we're gonna tease. We're gonna. We're gonna expose Spencer uh, Spencer Sunshine to the pro, to the to the Proud Boys Elder, and and we're gonna we're gonna download them on some information. So stay tuned. Gabe Brown coming. Gay Brown coming that sounds up soon. Exciting. Yes. So, yes. So where was I? Oh, um, like the Rappaport. Yeah, Michael Rappaport. The only thing I ever laughed at that he put out recently was him cursing out a cat. <laughs> okay. It was. It was like. Hold on. Let me. Let me see. Uh, I for those that probably didn't hear it, just uh. Michael Rappaport. Like, he always got some dumb shit to say. Like, oh, you stupid motherfucker. Like, he's not even, not even, like, saying anything. Uh, like, you know, here it is. Oh. Yeah. yeah. While, while you're, what the while fuck you're, is that? you know, getting in. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. Um, yeah. What the fuck is that? What the fuck? Is that a fucking cat? Hey. Don't fucking look at me like that. That's a weird-looking fucking cat. Ma! Yo, there's a stray cat outside! 
I don't want it starting a fight with Lucy. Lucy, it's okay. It's okay, Lucy. Don't worry about it. Ma! Ma, there's a weird fucking straight cat outside. It looks... It looks like grandma, the fucking thing. Hey, get the fuck out of here. I don't even know if that's a fucking cat. Blink, motherfucker. Hey, no, 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 no. Yeah. I guess it was funny, like, the first five times I saw it. But now, okay, I guess it's lost its mistake. Yeah, I, I probably, if I were watching it, it would have been funnier. Yeah. Yeah, pro- yeah, it probably doesn't translate well to audio. But, you know, like, but all he has to do, like, he, like, he's one of these leftists that thinks he's a fucking tough guy. When Alex got, Alex Jones got deep platform, he's like, good, you don't deserve the right to fucking have freedom of speech. Like, really, motherfucker? Really? Everybody deserves the right to free speech. Like, like really, mother? Like, as a co- you're a comedian and you're trying to deny someone freedom of speech. Like, you got relegated. Like, <laughs> I, I don't even know what he does recently. He just got relegated to like fucking doing Instagram videos and shit. Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, he, he doesn't have a Netflix special out. He doesn't have no specials out. It's probably because nobody wants to hire him because of the way he is. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the only show, well, he does have a show on Netflix, but it's not a comedy. So, I mean, you know, I guess, I guess, I guess that is something. Okay, yeah, I mean, he does have a, he's on the show Atypical. But, you know, other than that, you know, it's like, yo, stay in your fucking, just like, I, I can't. Like, you just don't want... You want to alienate or, like, half your fan base? Like, that's, you should have stayed that, talking about it's, sports. It's it's not it's not just him, though. It's literally every Hollywood liberal out there. Um, Honestly, Melissa it's... Melissa Milano, whole, you know. Yeah, I mean, well, Alyssa Milano... Like, come on. Like, bitch. Yeah. Like, Melissa. Bitch. Alyssa. Uh, Melissa... M- Melissa, uh, Melissa uh, Alano. Yeah. I mean, the only ti- the only the only thing I'll ever watch her in was the one where she's topless and just that one scene, and that's it. When she was younger. Well, and, and she was uh, she was also in that show Charmed. Remember? Yeah, I didn't watch that abortion. They had to. It was so yeah. good. It, I, it was so, so good. They had to reboot it, and I'm still not going to watch well, that shit either. So. Well, yeah. I mean, it was one of those things that when I was a kid, my mom would put it on TV and. If I had nothing better to do, I'd sit on the couch and watch it with her. I did like the theme song, though. I don't even remember the theme song, to be honest with you. I am the sun, I am the air. I'm human and I need to be loved. Just like anybody else does. Uh, Oh, yeah, that one. I know that one. But you know, that's yeah. this is this is this is the modern age that we live in. I don't know if you saw today, but today the biggest hype was people talking about the uh, the possibility of us going into another civil war because tensions haven't been this high since the civil war. Yeah, what we're gonna f- what re- we're gonna fight about? I mean, it'll be Kekistan versus uh, first, uh, you know, uh, versus the sis- the sissies. I don't know. Like they don't fight. These, they don't fight. They can't fight. Like what if they even come into a fucking civil war? 
there first of all, I'm gonna be fine. You're not gonna see me coming because you're the, I mean not you, but their internal racism, their real racism is not gonna suspect me until I'm on top of them. Yeah. I'll well, be able to sneak into is, their is, camp and be like, Well, I'm brown, haha. That what they were trying to say is basically like there you know, during the Civil War there was the low confidence in the federal government, just like there is now. Um there are high tensions between two divided factions, you know, but this time it's not really going to be political because once you get off the computer, you get out of the echo chambers. Mm-hmm. Um, we can actually sit, well, most of us, I won't yeah. say all of us, but, you know, if you're on the extreme right or the extreme left, you're not really going to want to have a conversation with anybody. But, you know, us guys that are kind of, you know, I wouldn't say in the middle specifically, but more toward the middle than the far left or far right we're more willing to have civil discourse. And then we find out, Hey, we're probably not that different from each other. Well, when and then I, we have discussion, what I've, what I've noticed and, and what I've actually proven on this very show, uh, when I had a former member of Antifa on the show that basically came and talked with, with the guy, the guys at Patriot prayer at, um, in Seattle, uh, you know, she was like, Oh, let me find out if they're really Nazis. She finds out, they're not really Nazis, and on top of that, she finds out that her own people are a bunch of are, are the real transphobics. Because uh, I mean, you probably heard of her, Edie Dixon. Oh, yeah. Um, like I had I had Alyssa Bang, and she was talking to Edie Dixon, and it's like, oh wait, you're not Nazis. And then just for saying that, she got kicked out of Antifa, and now she keeps getting attacked by Antifa. You think you think her constantly getting, uh, uh, you know, uh, pepper sprayed and attacked by Antifa is going to make her. I'm like, oh, my mistake. I, I, I'm a liberal again. No, she it, it, like it pushes people to the right. It pushes people that that thought that, you know, being uh, being on the right was evil and pushing them to our, our you know, our side, which I mean, you know, you get rational people. You're just gonna turn them on our side. All they gotta do is talk to us because they, when they come into our camp, we're like, "Oh, hey, how you doing? Oh, okay, no, this is what we believe. This is what this is about. We don't hit them. We don't attack them. We go to their yeah, camp. No. We go to their camp. Oh, we 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 don't want to talk with you. We don't want to engage with you. And then someone tries to fucking steal on you. Like, oh my goodness, I'm so brave. Well, I'm just gonna sucker punch somebody. Like, and, and then they try to then they try to run and the cops catch them and then they're all bitching about oh well he's you know they're over oh, there sh- provoking blah 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 oh shit that's him okay all right I gotta call ah uh, let me call him <laughs> Jeebus Jeebus let me call him all right um has, has it already been twenty minutes yes it has. Oh wow! Yes, time flies when we're having fun. All right, we're gonna. I'm gonna call Gabe. Uh, Gabe uh, Brown on. All right. Okay. Oh wait, why didn't? <coughs> ah, here it is. Me call. Me call his ass. I wonder. Multiple lines. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I'm calling Top Researcher. Hello? Gabe, what's up? What's happening? You are on live. You're on live with uh, me and and Josh. Excellent. How's it going? Yeah, we were actually talking about Antifa, um, how basically they're... Oh, they're friends. Yeah, they're they're doing... You're what? Our good friends. Oh, yeah, they, they, they write about you all the time. Yeah, they every week practically. Yeah, <laughs> you're like you're, you're like every you're like oh you're like the Oprah. Who the fuck? Wait yeah. a minute, who's calling me? Private number. All right, is that? Hello. You are the face of white privilege. I am. Uh, who's calling you on a private number to tell you that? I'm the face of white privilege. Alright. Yes, yeah, says a kid that's probably whiter than both of us combined. You're the face of white privilege. Yeah. You know what? I, I, I'm going to tell you, they want to talk about this white supremacy crap. Well, Antifa and these regressives that subscribe to the religion of social justice, they're the left-wing white supremacists. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to call them out on that. You know, they want to talk about right-wing white supremacy. Well, you know what? White supremacy has a left and right wing, and they're the left wing of it, whether they want to acknowledge it or not. Yeah, I'm going to call them out on it. They should check their. Well, privilege. They're, they're also pussies. He calls me private number, and then he just yeah, the face of white privilege, and hangs up. Like yeah, okay, how brave, how brave? Because you can't come at me. Uh, you can't stand me, stand against me physically, and you can't stand against me intellectually. I own you on both fronts, and I probably fucked your mother. So, happy birthday, son. Um, <laughs> you're the face of white supremacy. What yeah. a jackass! I mean, if that's the if, if, honestly, but wait a minute. If I'm the face of white supremacy, it, it can't be. It, they can't be that white supremacist, can they? Uh, I mean, I I'm, br- I'm I'm brown. I, in fact, if the sun hits me, I turn Negro ten. Like you know, I get really dark. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. I got melanin to spare, son. You know, for, for such a white supremacist I must be, I'm telling you, last summer when I was working out in the field... Out on the main road, I'd constantly get people honking at me from uh, landscaping trucks. And a lot of them were brown-skinned folk. So they literally thought I was one of them <laughs> because I was so dark-skinned. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not doing very good being a quote-unquote white supremacist when my skin color don't even match the color of most of the Antifa kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Yeah. Wait, wait, yeah, you're not... You're... You're Sorry. not a pussy either. You're not wearing a mask when you... Yeah, I bet you he was wearing a mask when he made the phone call, too. Yeah, he's like, they might see me. He, 
I don't want to be found. Don't worry, don't worry. I might, I might get, I might get those. Uh, if I start getting more of these calls, I'm gonna just get that unmasking, um, that uh, masky service. And yeah, just, you're gonna uh, get that unmasking tape. Yeah, the, unma- <laughs> the unmasking tape. No, I'm gonna get that service that that unblocks phone phone calls. So that way, when they call blocked or or hidden number, you know, you just click it, and then it just reveals their phone number, and it's like, gotcha, nigga. So, well, I mean, you pay for. It's a good investment. That's what I do. Yeah, it's like okay, you're the face of white supremacy. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> all right. That's hey, that, actually actually that was like my first like harassing call since I went after fucking Luke. Well, <laughs> you, yeah, you know what? Because he's listening to this, we should get him to come back on, or at least call you again and. And let's argue that point. Oh, I hope he comes white up. I want him to talk to us. Yeah, yeah. No, I would I love for this caller to talk on the left. Who anybody yeah. on the left who's listening to this? Yeah, fucking I mean, call. Don't be a fucking bitch. How about you fucking call and actually fucking debate us? Yeah, I mean, no, don't don't <laughs> don't scream your echo chamber talking points. Actually, have a, an actual debate because, as far as I know, every time I've been to a rally and debated you, motherfuckers. The moment that I challenge your point of view and ask you why, simple questions like why, 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 they just they because they go unhinged because they don't know why. Well, they're like Seth from American History X. You know the statement: "They're the enemy. We don't want to know anything about them." That's the way they act like. They act like the little skinheads in American History X that don't want to know anything about their quote-unquote enemies. <laughs> That's who they are. And that's who they act like, and they don't even realize it. It's so comical. You know, he's probably jerking his dick right now. He's like, oh, they're talking about me. <laughs> oh, look, he... look, I'm famous. Watch, he's going to go to his inner circle in fucking Seattle or where. You know, it yeah. wouldn't be surprised if that was fucking uh, Mr. Anti-Fash Gordon Jerry Savage fucking calling you all the way from fucking Washington. <laughs> yeah, but how did, how did he get my fucking personal cell number? Well, that's what well you do. know they what I've been saying the, the whole internet. time, Louie, about them having connections to things that, you know, uh, maybe on the conspiratorial side of things, I mean, let's face it, Antifa works with, you know, powerful people, and they, they work as foot soldiers for the state, and they have access to databases. It's pretty clear they do. Mm. I mean, it's of clear they that they know people who have information. I guarantee they've been watching all of us for years. Well, I figured the, the, way okay, to, to to kind of corroborate and, what you're saying, um, let's just let's just call out one one uh, chapter of Antifa. We're going to go with uh, you know the Tennessee chapter called Jam City Antifa. We're going to go with the ones that are in fucking Nashville. Um, there's a kid. Okay, good because I'm not uh, as familiar with the Nashville uh, folks, so you can educate me on them. Uh-huh. Okay, so there's 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 a guy. Um, I'm trying to remember his name off the top of my head. And last name is Reed, middle name Deshaun. Um, actually, the, the person who started the Antifa chapter there is actually a professor at Vanderbilt. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, Vanderbilt. A lot of times that happens. And she, and she travels around with him every now and then, but she, at this point, because of her position at Vanderbilt, she prefers to stay behind the scenes, but you know she's the one that's feeding yep. him from the one that's calling the shots because Mr. Whatever Deshaun Reed 
he, he can't even fucking form a proper sentence, but he can definitely, you know, try to, off of very poor information, try to dox Proud Boys and only get <laughs> semi to almost not accurate information whatsoever. Well, that's part of the uh, goal. The goal is to put out semi-poor, inaccurate information so it's, it creates a whole myth in itself and people feed off that myth. And then they'll attack you based on literal, like, made-up laws that they actually believe yeah, are true. The ones that are really, like, you know, naive about all this. Yeah, that's what they're doing. And also, they do have these, like, professors and these people behind the scenes that certainly lead them. Well, most of those people yeah. are not out in the street doing anything. They're behind the scenes. <laughs> You're right. Well, what's funny? What's funny is I, you know, I, I used to do, you know, bail enforcement for a while after I got out of the army the first time, and so I still have that ability to be able to go into these federal databases to track people. And when I found out who the kid was that control, you know, that runs the Jam City Antifa Twitter and all that shit, I, I ran a background check on him. And he has a lengthy, a very, very, very lengthy criminal history, um, including credit card fraud. Oh, sure. I don't doubt that. I'm, I'm telling you, if you dig into the background of a lot of these uh, quote-unquote leaders that don't call themselves leaders, or people that run these websites, these Antifa prominent figures, they are tied to some really interesting, fascinating things, whether it be criminal activity or, like, people with foundations connections you know we, we talk about Soros all the time well you know there are people who do provide you know free bus rides to some of the activists that occupy Wall Street during the time and a lot of those activists that occupy became Antifa members so yeah. they're definitely all friendly with each other for sure I know that for a fact so everything you're saying about what's going on your neck of the woods is not really or at least that neck of the woods that is not at all surprising one bit not oh, yeah, no, we where, where I'm at, we've we've got a dedicated hotline uh, <laughs> created by Antifa just to be able to give tips on our location. Yeah, I believe it. They uh they actually put out a wanted poster of me in 2013, encouraging people to email information if they had seen me or other individuals on the wanted poster to send tips to well, like one of their email addresses. I've been dealing with this for over about five years now. Maybe a little longer. Well, if, an- so. if, an- if Antifa wants to, you know, email me directly some hate mail, you can always email me at the elders at protonmail.com. I'm just going to put it out there. Yeah. There you go. I'm oh, sure they, aver- hold- they would love that advertisement. Hold on. I got the commercial for uh, uh, that Antifa has for Gabe. Ooh. <laughs> Have you seen Gabe Brown? He stands about 5'7", 210 pounds, and a white supremacist. If you would like to get, send us information, call 1-800-BUTT-SEX. That's 1-800-BUTT-SEX. All right. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> one, eight, 1-800-BUTT-SEX, huh? Yeah, extend... Yeah. Damn. All right, well, you know, 
Just uh, just ask for just ask for a uh, operator uh, butt snacks. That that's my so, butt snacks. So, so you deal with the uh, down in Tennessee ants go down there. Quite a bit. Uh, I, deal, so, I deal with them all over the country. I'm not in Tennessee. I and if anybody I'm just wants curious because you know about the ants. I didn't know anything I'm, about them so much. I, I'm I'm deep south. I got you. Yeah, no, we have a, quite a bit of problem here in the Northeast ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the ones in New York City, you know, the more prominent ones, they're definitely tied in with, like, foundation money people. And then they work with uh, people higher up on the food chain. Uh, I can give you a couple names if you want to <laughs> write them down just so you get an idea of what we're talking about here. Uh, one oh, of these yeah. individuals' name is uh, Spencer Sunshine. And he writes for a website called Political Research Associates. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with the PRA, but the PRA acts like kind of like the Southern Poverty Law Center. They constantly write articles about, you know, right-wing-like stuff they're watching. And Spencer's been writing for their publications for, you know, at least going back to like 2008 or maybe even earlier than that. Mm-hmm. Now, what's interesting is, like, Spencer put out an article during 2014 of uh, the 20 on the far right for Occupy Wall Street. He listed Ron Paul supporters, Oath Keepers, you name it, everything. And that was back in 2014. And what's interesting about the PRA is that it's funded by the Ford Foundation. And Spencer Sunshine admits that he receives a paycheck from the PRA for the articles that he produces for them. So that would make him a paid mercenary of the established ruling class. I'm writing all of this <laughs> down because this is this is going to be fun research. Yeah, you definitely want to look into Spencer Sunshine because in many ways from what I've learned about him for the last four or five years is that he writes a lot of the narrative articles mm-hmm. that then get trickled down to the useful idiots who aren't as intellectual. But they all essentially get the memo through other channels, you know, even if whether they're reading it or not. And he certainly applies that. In fact, he was in New York City back in 2017 during June, and he gave a huge lecture on all the groups in New York City that needed to be targeted. And the Proud Boys were specifically one of them. Uh, he had mentioned groups I had co-founded. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was said he was concerned about how all the different groups were getting together and creating a united coalition against Antifa. So that was sponsored by PRA. It wouldn't be a bad idea. What's up? It wouldn't be a bad idea if we had a united coalition because that means like every time there was an event, it would be huge. Well, you (laughs) see, that was what was kind of forming because so many groups were being attacked by Antifa. They were all kind of just gravitating towards each other and kind of collaborating to some degree as a coalition. That was scaring Antifa in New York City, so therefore they pulled out the big guns, and the foundations came out and sponsored, you know, their efforts to strategize, you know, ways to basically dismantle this coalition effort. And I highly recommend you watch the lecture that Spencer Sunshine gave on Political Research Associates' uh, YouTube channel, and you can check it out for yourself. I think it's like almost two hours long. But he outlines all these different factors. And it's interesting because they've been executing their plans ever since then from everything they talked about in that lecture. And people don't even realize it. 
Now it's also uh, I'm also gonna we'll, we'll get back to Spencer too, but I want to mention another name of somebody that people aren't familiar with. Um, political research associates is highly tied to a man named Chip Berlay. Now Chip Berlay is not a young guy; he's like closer to his sixties. And you never see him at rallies. You never see him involved in anything. But this guy is connected to every Antifa intelligentsia person that's out there. Mm-hmm. And here in a network, he's admitted that there's over 100 people involved with him. Just on that front. During a lecture Wait, his, he his, gave at a university. His, his name he is Chip Berlay? Chip Berlay. Chip Berlay. Chip Berlay has been out there attacking people who talk about Bilderberg. He says it's an anti-Semitic conspiracy theory. Um, he's been at this for a long time. He, he acts like a Stalinist, where he essentially accuses everybody of being fascist in many ways. But Spencer and all these guys are highly tied to this man. And like I say, he's an older gentleman. He's definitely got connections to the Southern Poverty Law Center, from what I, from what I understand. Oh, you mean uh, yeah. well, his his full name is uh, John Foster Berlay? Probably, I wouldn't be surprised at that. He called himself Chip Berlay. You yeah. can find a Wikipedia page on him. And, yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, uh, he uh, he has a he has like a mustache and he's got white hair. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I found I found his uh, yeah his thing on uh, a political political uh, political research, research associates. And how do you spell his last name? Uh, B-E-R-L-E-T. Okay. And he... Yeah, there's a, he's... November 22nd, 1949. That makes him 69 years old. Like I said, he's up there in age. Yeah, it, that's a he's, very that's a very funny age to be. Like, I'm 69. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, let me tell you. He, in, will, he doesn't go out to the rallies, and he doesn't engage in violence, but I know for a fact he's tied in with all the people who are the intelligentsia, who then trickled down the intelligence to the useful idiots and Antifa that engage in this extreme violence. So he has a role to play in all of this. And he, yet oh. nobody even knows about him, except for a few people. I just ran a background check on him. You want to you wanna get some juicy information? Oh. I would love some juicy information. Oh, crotch shot radio Spencer too, if you want to. You should run a background check on Spencer Sunshine, too. Well, if Sunshine is his real last name, but I'm pretty sure Assuming I'll be able to find some sort of name. connection. He claims it's his real last uh, name. <laughs> okay, so he's from Burlington, Massachusetts. Yep. November 22nd, 1949. He's 69. He's a Sagittarius. Ooh. Uh, he looks like a pedophile with a mustache and a fedora. Yes, that's correct. Oh, so he, he, so he, he went. Look. So he must be an MRA. <laughs> He went to the University of Denver and uh, started in January 1968, and he finished in December on December 31st of 1971. Mm-hmm. His relatives, um, I'm not going to say their names, uh, just because I'm not an asshole, but I'm assuming one of them is his son, um, because they're very similar in name, and he's 37. But he, yeah, but he's fat, so they call him Chunk Burley. So he has. A, <laughs> He has a. Can, can I can I say phone numbers? Um, I would. Uh, I wouldn't. No, if we get in trouble. For yeah, that. I, I wouldn't. You know, just like let's keep it above board. Let's keep the phone numbers. Uh, 
on the Let's DL. make it clear that we know information. We won't put out necessarily any information that could get anyone in trouble, per se. Yeah. Okay. But well, we, but we can talk about the have... details of what we do know. Yeah. yeah, I have his phone numbers and I have his email addresses, so... Um, I also have work. I have, I have the, the last address in which he was sent mail to, um, which was updated today. Hmm. Yeah, I've got his Facebook, his Twitter, his LinkedIn, his Pinterest, his Amazon account, his Flickr account. He has two of them. Oh, my goodness. Um, previous addresses in which he owned the property values, uh, his wife. Okay, I know who his wife is now. Um Okay, I got a feeling history? his wife his wife is Taiwanese. Uh, no, no, no. Do you know? So uh, does he own like expensive property? Is that something that like is he an expensive property landowner by any chance? Actually, it's a, it, okay. It was originally bought in 1987, which okay. which is funny. Um, so. At the time, I guess that would have been expensive because the assessed value of the home today is like $508,000. Yeah. Um, well, he definitely okay. uh, <laughs> he's not a poor he, man from what it sounds he, like. He, he, was in, uh, okay. he was an editor at Defend Descent Foundation, which is called Descent Newswire. <laughs> he he was a senior analyst for research for progress. He was a sen- he he was or is a senior analyst for political research associates. Yep. Direct con- bam, direct connection. And then that's where the information ends. He doesn't have a criminal history. Oh, in his case he probably doesn't. He probably has a squeaky clean history, but he's so tied to the establishment and these institutions. But what is interesting, he is dealing with people who have potential um, interesting backgrounds if you look into how his information is trickling it down. Word, yeah, streets. And he, what, what's funny is he doesn't realize that some of the guys that he's making his enemy have just as many connections as he may have. Of course, I, actually, I'm pretty sure he knows that. Which is, uh, but he doesn't want us to organize and realize that. You see, they, the thing oh. is, Ant- people have to understand, Antifa is highly organized, well, even though they're not. They're highly you're, organized you're gonna... in the intelligentsia section. Yeah, I've got, I've got more employment history. You're going to love this. You're going to love this. Oh. By the way, he was, oh. he's the only John Berlay in the country. Um, he, he, he was a paralegal investigator um, that Sounds he worked. Right. He worked. He, he worked on the case with the uh, the American Civil Liberties uh, Union of uh, Illinois versus the, the city of Chicago, or via the city of Chicago, one of the two. Uh, he was an editor. He was editor and staff for the National Lawyers Guild. So there, you, there's the connections yeah, right there. There you go. Um, he was a, he was an editing and he was a writing and editing staff member for the National Students Education Fund. Um, he is an active he was an active member until 2009 of the National Lawyers Guild. He was an editor for College Press Services. He was a freelance writer for independent writing and, and editing professional. That's, that's that company. That's what that one is. And then in 2012 he was unemployed looking for work. Uh, 
2009, it says political analyst, investigative journalist, and photojournalist. And in 2009, also, he was an actor. An actor? He was an actor. Mm. Yeah, he's an actor, all right. He's acting like he's for the workers and that he represents the, uh, you know, the downtrodden and anti-establishment movement when he assists his establishment as Hillary Clinton. That's what yeah, he's an actor. If I, have, if I have a name, if I have a name in a general location, I could pretty much find anybody. Well, I do know this. I know Spencer Sunshine's in Brooklyn somewhere, and I believe he's 41 years old. Brooklyn. It would be nice to know his work employment history. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty positive. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. That's not his last name. Um, because they'll, well, they'll claims all claim it's his real last name, but it's not. Well, he, he's tried to like announce how Jewish he is and how Jewish of a last name is, even though I didn't know it was a Jewish last name. But he just obsessed with being Jewish and Jewish identitarian. It's pretty crazy. And yet he likes to support anti-Semitic protests and rallies. Okay. Yes. Uh, you said he was 41? Yeah, he's about 41 from what I could tell. I I, I know, uh, yeah, he's definitely up there in his 40s now. Yeah. I mean, if anything, we have to, like... Uh... We would have to capture capture him, pull down his pants, and count the rings around his anus. <laughs> okay. uh, all right. So, just so you know, there's no name in the database of Spencer Sunshine. It's all Sun Sun Sunshine Spencer, and they're all female. And there's nobody in Brooklyn. Well, that's what he's going as, and like I said, he's very mysterious. In the fact that we have no idea where he is other than Brooklyn. That's as close as we know. And we, do, but I do know he puts his this name that he goes by on a bunch of articles. He does interviews. He he's in connection with a lot of the intelligentsia people for Antifa. He's in connection with people like Alexander <laughs> Reed Ross, who's out in Portland as a lecturer at the University of uh, Portland. Alexander Reed Ross is also the author of the book The Creep, the, you know, The Fascist Creep. <clears throat> Which, funny enough, that book was kind of offered as a result of me and a friend of mine. <laughs> he kind of wrote it because of us. Oh. Yeah, he admitted that. <laughs> he didn't say us by name. He said certain events that we were kind of associated with. But, yeah, Alexander Reed Ross is another one, a.k.a. Sasha. Then you have uh, folks like Matthew Lyons, who writes for something called Freeway. Uh, which is a blog that he posts. He's also tied in with a lot of these guys, too. We we had a Matthew Lyons in our organization, and he yeah, backed away. Yeah, we, know, we knew him, too. Well, that's not the same Matthew Lyons. I actually was good friends with him. But there is an anti-film Matthew Lyons, and he apparently does karate or something. But he writes, he, he does a lot of narrative writing. 
alongside Spencer Sunshine and Alexander Reed Rost. And he's out there actively pushing these narratives, which then trickle down into the smaller circles of the social justice atmosphere apparatus. So these are definitely names you want to keep in mind. You want to start researching and learn more about, because I think you should do that. You're going to learn that they have ties to a lot of interesting stuff. Like I said, Spencer has ties to Political Research Associates, which is, again, a Ford Foundation-funded operation. Uh, Ford Foundation, I'm sure you're familiar with the work they've done for decades supplying leftist groups with uh, support. And the funny thing is they're named after Henry Ford, a man yep. who has been said to be an anti-Semite that Hitler admired. Hmm. And, an, and a eugenicist. Yeah, he was a Genesis. He provided pamphlets called The International Jew with each and every Ford vehicle that he sold to the customer. But yet, Anthony <laughs> has no problem taking sponsorship from organizations funded by that very, you know, Henry Ford Foundation. Well, it's kind of and that's the funny thing to me. About this. The, the Women's March. So, Enrique, our chairman, went to the Women's March in Orlando over the weekend or last week. And um, it, was, it was funny because I was watching the live feed. Yeah. And he he ended up getting one person to admit that they were anti-Semitic. Oh, yeah. I mean, actually, you know, it's funny. Uh, Spencer Sunshine, because he is such a Jewish identitarian, he actually has beef with the other leftists who supported the march and support, you know, Linda Sarzor because he views her as an anti-Semite. He also thinks Jeff Stein of the Green Party's and as a fascist party, and he believes that her uh, VP was a uh, anti-Semitic Holocaust denier. He always accuses a lot of people of these positions, but he's obsessed with anybody who criticizes Zionism or Israel. Of course, Zionism. You know, is even though he doesn't like Israel, from what I can tell, but he definitely he's obsessed with the whole Jewish thing, which is really funny to me. I was just about to say something because I know some, like some of the guys that are listening to this would actually get what I'm saying. Um, but other people would probably take it out, out of context. Perhaps. Well, you know, what's funny. What I would have come to, what I've come to realize about Spencer is I, he is purposely engaging in stereotypical behavior that like national Jews for. He's doing the things that you would, you know, do, he's doing that. I think because the goal is to encourage people to become anti-Semitic so he can then play the victim. Because he's made a career out of being a social justice psychopath. So now he right. he's in his 40s. So, I mean, let's face it. If they were to stop racism and stop anti-Semitic, like, you know, hate, they wouldn't have a job. The Southern Poverty Law Center would not be able to exist and not be able to, you know, hold on to $330 million. And none of these well, organizations, political research associates, they would all go belly up and bankrupt because there would be no hate to fight. So these guys need and, and, to create hate. Of course. And, I mean, Louis, Louis can tell you because I've known Louis forever. Um, you know, back, when, back in our arm days, the SPLC was targeting us. So they they yep. have a history of targeting groups that just they don't agree with. Yeah. Oh, remember remember uh, remember this site called Hate Trackers. 
Dude, they're still at it. They constantly are going after the dudes in Oklahoma. Jesus. Like they had <laughs> yeah. they, they had like they had their own theme song and everything. Wow. They like like they they would show pictures of people. They were like they were like they, they were famous for doxing people. They they're still at it. They're just doing it on a more local level. Yeah. Yeah, so then I, a lot of this seems like to me that you have, you know what it is? You have different levels of Antifa. You have the people on the ground who genuinely feel that they're a fascist and they need to stop them because they've been conditioned to believe that, you know, Patriot Prayer, Proud Boys are all white supremacists, Nazis, and want to kill everybody. So they believe that. That's your Alyssa Banks, for example, that was, went through that whole period where she thought that she was fighting these Nazis until she found out the truth. Now they're, now they're basically, basically beating her up. Yeah, like, and also <laughs> and like Tiny. Her with I violence. Mean, it was a very ser- tiny similar. Too. Yeah, Tiny too. Like, you know, it's like that. That's the thing. It's like they're so dishonest. Like, to bring it back to the original topic of, of the show before we close out, um, you know, they they're all intellectually dishonest, and they, the, here's the thing that that's annoying. They know that they're lying. They know that you're lying, and they know that you know that they're lying. Yet they need to stick to their they stick to the to the story so unconvincingly, but it's annoying. It's like like Absolutely. with the, with the with the with the Catholic school kids I mean they couldn't just drop it like oh shit we we fucked up now that I saw this video of of some guys with red hats you don't even know I, like I honestly I tend to think that it's staged but they were like screaming build the wall build the wall and these girls are like like they're like looking at them like idiots and they're like oh those are the Covington school kids but they, they could have been anybody. Yeah, they could have been anybody. I mean, it's like, okay. And then there was this uh, picture that I posted because I saw this floating around and I wanted to know if there was any validity to it. Uh, because, I mean, it, it, but apparently it's a sporting thing that has nothing to do with racism. I don't know what it's about, but it's called a, a blackout. Like in basketball, Not uh, a blackout. I've, I've, I've seen that one and they try to claim Covington High School kids. Yeah, like they're yelling at a black player, and they all they all paint like they have black. Not all of them, but a couple of them. You see with, with um, blackface and and red hat. No, no, no red hat. They were just you know at a base at a basketball game. I mean, and it's like uh, I, well, I don't know. I don't know if it was blackface to look like a black person or it was like, cause to me, they looked like they were painted up and to look like venom, but you know, probably again, were, I mean, most people in today's society aren't thinking of, well, they're dressed blackface to be racist. I mean, that's not going for most people's minds. Yeah. It's going for SJW's minds, but most Americans aren't thinking like that. Yeah. You know, but you know, but, I want to yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing I have a question about, but like, but at, at you know, the only thing that the only thing that really annoys me when it comes to race is whenever whenever these white people, like during the Puerto Rican Day Parade, they come into the bar to celebrate after our fucking parade, and, and they start going, ay, 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 oh, or uh, or um, I'm like, that's not us, wrong Spanish people. 
<laughs> that's not. Now you're stop. all brown. You're all the same. Yeah. It's like, the, like, oh, what's the difference? You both speak Spanish. I'm gonna kick you in your fucking third tip. <laughs> well, the difference is you're gonna get kicked in the head. <laughs> that's the difference. <laughs> yeah, I mean the di- but, uh, the difference yeah, is there's it, no there's no wall to keep us out. We're we're already here. That's yeah. You know, uh, like I was saying earlier, yeah. Um, yeah. So you have your list of bangs who you know ex anti people, but majority of the people on the ground they they really just like they're sold lies. They're they're fed lies. They don't know like the bigger picture of what's going on behind the scenes. And their age range can be anywhere between like I don't know fifteen to like thirty five generally. And you have the rare occasions where you actually have a grown adults on that level who aren't smart enough to know what's going on. But they're useful idiots. You don't have to pay them a paycheck. They'll de- they'll destroy stuff. <clears throat> okay. Then you have like guys like Spencer Sunshine, who's up there and is you know between thirty five to like sixty, who they operate as you know the elders in a way. <laughs> Uh, of the, you know, useful idiot class. They're the ones who come up and craft these uh, narratives because they, they went to college, they, they were fed the cultural Marxist ideology, and they're trying to make a career out of this. So they'll put out fake news, and then the people on the lower ends will, you know, they'll feed off it, not knowing any better. So, and then you've got guys like Chip Berlay who were up in there in the 60s and almost 70s, and those are the guys behind the scenes who have ties to the institutions that people like Spencer Sunshine have been able to, you know, work for and make money from. So you got those right. different levels from what I could tell. And then, you know, just from, like, what Antifa is, I mean, they're sponsored by a bunch of different elements. Like I said before, the Ford Foundation sponsors them. The Southern Poverty Law Center acts as a sponsor, as well as an FBI front. They're an intelligence gathering front for, uh, you know, the FBI. And Antifa acts as confidential informants for the FBI for the Southern Poverty Law Center. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, what's the deep state doing? They're using Antifa as a shock troop force to go and disrupt and attack dissident groups against the New World Order in the United States. And, you know, the FBI and all these alphabet agencies, they can't legally just show up and shut your event down. They can't shut this radio show down. They can't do anything without legal authority to justify it. But Antifa can show up to your event with a bat and smash you over the head and shut it down by force. Because, and if you think about it, that's how law enforcement gets around the legal boundaries. Because Antifa basically acts like an extended arm of the, uh, the state, shutting down things. So that's how you get around the legal justification for warrants and, you know, things like that. So Antifa, in essence, is acting and operating as a functioning part of the state. They're shock troops. They're getting sponsored by, like, folks like Soros. You know, we talked about the National Lawyers Guild. I mean, there's definitely money going into that to pay the legal fees if anyone's arrested. I mean, when I was at Occupy Wall Street, I signed up to go on a free bus ride, which moveon.org and Soros Connected Money was tied to from a man named Aaron Black, who was also listening on the Project Veritas videos when he was talking about, you know, staging violence at Trump rallies. Now, what's interesting is I was on that bus. Aaron Black was on an organizer. They had propaganda films, which taught you how to, uh, they taught you to purposely get yourself arrested for propaganda purposes so you can, you know, create sympathy in the media. 
they taught me that on the bus. They taught a bunch of this on that bus. And when I was at Occupy and I dealt with, um, you know, unlawful arrest by the NYPD, well, the National Air Guild was there for me. And, and they basically paid my fees. And I was able to fight it in court because, thankfully, I did have evidence to protect myself. But they were able to take the case. And I didn't have to find an expensive lawyer. I was able to use them. So, yeah, they Antifa will seek out the National Lawyer Guild, and they will seek out, you know, these resources. So all these kids are like, oh, where's my Soros paycheck? You're not getting a paycheck, you dummy. They got all the resources. They got paper flyers. They got websites. They got, you know, free bus rides. They got, you know, bailout money for when you go to jail and they have the National Lawyer Guild take care of your, you know, criminal stuff in court. They don't realize that they get how they're getting sponsored. They get paid in Bitcoin. So, they get, yeah, they get paid for resources and being able to be protected. Yeah, yeah, and the whole people reason don't bring that. up the, the, them getting paid in Bitcoin is, you know, that's how these people are able to, you know, hide their their paper trailers because Bitcoin doesn't oh, have yeah. a paper trail. You, you know, it's funny that you bring up Bitcoin. Actually, there's some Antifa people going around saying that Bitcoin is a right wing fascist. Uh, currency and that they shouldn't be using it they actually put they put out a book about it saying that it's uh, the right wing history you know the secret history of bitcoin being a right wing you know extremist thing so well, you might want to look into those details goodness i mean <laughs> I it's, it's, you, uh, it's like it's like they the it's like they get their they get their tactics from the salem witch trials well, they behave like the people at the Salem Witch Trials, but it's more like they get their marching orders from, like, the Bilderberg Group type, you know, well, roundtable uh, apparatus. And, and like, you yeah. know, I mean, talk, talking about useful idiots, is the majority of them think they're modern-day Bolsheviks. Yeah, no, they do. They really do believe that, even, even though, though they don't have the they're, they're, more like, they're more like modern-day bullshitters. Ho-ho! Give me one. No, oh. Oh. <laughs> High five. Well, yeah, no, they they really do, like, think that they're, like, they are LARPing as revolutionaries in many ways, you know, the kind that they romanticize about during the Bolshevik Revolution. Now, what's really well, funny you know, is, you know, I, I've concluded that they're economically, they're neoliberal, you know, global capitalists, but socially they're cultural Marxists because they're not interested in the working class. They're not interested in the blue-collar, you know, people who, you know, union people. They're interested in identity politics and bourgeoisie politics of the you know, upper middle class to upper class strand. Because none of the working people you know, none of the working class people care about these things. But these kids are all obsessed with these identity politics that if you ask the average union worker, they just laugh at them. Mm -hmm. They don't even relate to those kind of people. They don't relate to people who are independent contractors and firefighters and people who actually work hard jobs. Yeah. So they, they like they're alien to them. And also, That's they, the interesting like part. also, uh, you know, listen to Alex. Uh, well, I no, it was the war room. Um, they eat their own. Oh, they do <laughs> all the time. They all the eat time. Their, they're notorious they, for it. They, they have no loyalty to anybody. Like, as soon as you're uh, considered. Um, you know, damaged goods, they throw you out real quick. Just look at Alyssa Bang. Yeah. She was good enough to be their tranny, but once they no longer needed her, they just, now they beat her up physically. Yeah. And that just goes to show you, they don't care if you're brown, trans, you know, trans, whatever. They, they're using you as a dog on a leash to be an attack 
you know, prop and to think and act a certain way until you, and, but if you become independent minded and you start questioning what they're doing and the little religious cult that they got going on, they're going to cut, they're going to kick you to the curb and then beat the crap out of you. That is a way to teach you your place. I mean, think about it. What do they do to you, Louie? They call you a race trader all day long. Yeah. Or or I mean, like uh, or that. like that phone call, which I'm starting to think it's someone that I know, and I'm going to hear about it, probably, it later. It's probably more likely someone we all know, but yeah, I can't it's like it. someone someone called me to prank on me. Oh, Louis, oh, I got you, didn't I? Oh, 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 oh. I'm like, you blocked your number, <laughs> and you changed your voice, and you only said three things. <laughs> like it may not be well, antifa. It might be people more on our direction. They're just yeah. playing games. Which is stupid, personally. I, I'm not interested. Eh, I don't but, care. Uh, I don't care. It's like, you know, you know like I said, Louie, they, they treat you, they call you a race trader. I mean, if you listen to language that came out of, like, straight-up white supremacist circles, like, I'm talking actual Nazi circles and actual Klan circles, the language they use to describe people with, while oh, you're race trader, you're this and that, is the same language Antifa people use on people they're either allied with or their enemies. Look what they did to those Marines in uh, over in Philadelphia. They called them the S word. Yeah. You know, attacked them, and then but then called them Nazis at the same time. It's like what? So they're well, the what ones, I like I said, this is left wing white supremacy. Mm-hmm. What what I find they're going to use the same language. You, I'm sorry. You now and you were saying now and now instead of you know calling somebody of color like by their name or you know just generally identifying somebody, they specifically have to go out of their way to call them a POC, you know, a person yeah, of color. Yeah, people of color. <laughs> a prisoner of color. <laughs> because you're a prisoner that, of our ideology. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah you know, like until POWs. You, until, until you <laughs> counter the narrative. And well, we then, and then they'll, they'll you. What they're doing is no different than what actual white supremacists and and more and more, I interact with all these different groups of people. Yeah, you know, I found something remarkable because I was talking to, you know, I was talking to some of these Antifa types about the Bill of Rights, and they, I asked them, well, why is it white supremacy and stuff like that? Because they they believe the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, and everything that America is about is a white supremacist, you know, document and ideology. And but you know, it's funny. You talk to some of these white supremacist types, the actual white supremacists on the right. They believe the same thing, too. So it's like Antifa believes the same thing that white supremacists believe. They all well, agree Antifa, on the same it, things. That they're all upper-class liberals. That's the thing. Is like every single one of these people, except a, you know, a handful of people, most of them are from suburban backgrounds where mommy and daddy spoon-fed them their entire lives. Like gated communities. Yeah, and they never got to experience what the real world is like. And when they enter college, they think, oh, this is the real world. The real world revolves around social justice. Well, Tim Poole had made a couple videos recently, I believe on Timcast, is uh, one of his YouTube channels. And I think he hits the nail perfectly. He's calling this social justice a religion. And I got to say, I've been calling it pretty much that for a couple years now. It's like probably 2014, 2015, because that's the kind of discussion I've been having with people. But Tim Pool is outright calling these people a, you know, they're they're left-wing, you know, racial identitarians. 
then everything that they subscribe to is the, the equivalency to like a, a non-theistic religion. It's like a secularized religion. Yeah, they, and really, cult. there's really something to that. And they do. They want hierarchies. They want, you know, privileged class. They want to... You're guilty of original sin. Like, literally, like, one of these... uh one of these SJW Antifa types, like, a couple weeks ago, explained to me why I'm racist. They told me that it's interwoven in my DNA from my genetics. Because I have white DNA, that makes me, by default, a white supremacist and a racist. What is that? Like, some form of, like, metachlorian rate? Like, you're like a, a KKK That's Jedi eugenics. or something? This is basically, they're behaving identical to the people who would, you know, claim that blacks are predisposed to crime or something because of their genetics. Those are the kind of arguments you used to hear in white supremacist circles. Now these people are basically adopting those same concepts and they're turning it around and saying that's a white people. It's pretty, well, it's pretty I, remarkable to me. Yeah. I've, been, I've been saying this for a while. Language is very important. And when you're able to change the definition of a word and give it new meaning, you, you, you effectively nullify the original meaning and that word becomes something different. And that's what they're doing is they're changing, they're changing language. Well, that's the goal. Absolutely. 100% they're changing language. You see, they have definitions. They have their definitions and the public has its own definitions. But the thing is, because the public doesn't know the definitions that these Antifa people are using, the public is under the false perception that they're using the same definitions. When Antifa claims they're fighting white supremacists, the public is not aware that Antifa really means they're fighting constitutionalists, not white supremacists. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, the it's just Nazis like the, uh, mean anything. It's like somehow it means, you know, middle-of-the-road conservative capitalist, which is a really bizarre right. definition for national socialism. Well, and, but, and, yes. and, you know... Like uh, the the definition of toxic masculinity. Now that that definition was actually coined by medical professionals, and so you know three three prime examples. Um, you know a guy likes a, a guy likes guns. He likes to go hunting. He likes to play sports. He likes to do that. That's not toxic masculinity. That's just masculinity. A guy likes to spend time with his family. He believes in the nuclear family. Um, he's the breadwinner. That's not toxic masculinity. The medical definition of toxic masculinity is a guy that suffers from PTSD because he went to he went into combat. He can't sleep at night. He uh, he constantly has night terrors when he does finally fall asleep. He's he's always drunk because of that. He's heavily medicated most of the time just to keep him sane. That's toxic masculinity. But because the general public doesn't know what toxic masculinity and even these just SJWs don't know what it is, they coin, you know, they take the word and they make their own definition to mean anything that is a male trait is toxically masculine unless you are effeminate. Yeah, that's that's what they're doing. They have their own definitions. They're, uh, you know, when it comes to racism, they they argue power plus privilege. But then when you point out, well, minorities are going to be a white in like thirty years, you know, they're going to be a minority group of people, like in like thirty, fifty years. So does that mean the new majority is going to be a racist uh, group? They're obviously not going to say yes because how's that going to benefit the uh, so-called oppressed when they become the majority? 
that there that that whole scenario doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. Well, it, it, even even Malcolm X said that the most dangerous person to you know civil rights is the white liberal. Well, his argument was valid, considering most of the white liberals are a bunch of progressive Marxists. I mean, exactly. yeah, I mean, where there are Marxists involved with Nation of Islam and the Five Percenters, yeah, you do have strands of that, but you also have other strands that aren't that as well. They're lean more nationalistic, and at well, least then, you know are interested in the betterment of their people, which is <laughs> different than a Marxist. Well, it's just like they want to hail um, Martin Luther King as a civil rights hero, and he may have done a lot for the civil rights movement, but politically he was a Marxist. He believed in, yeah, he was. you know, he, he believed in Marxism, and Malcolm X was actually like a true blue libertarian type. Well, that's that's the funny thing, and you know they were both assassinated. Yes, yeah, so, you know, let's, let's just go with Martin Luther King's premise of uh, he wanted equality for all the races to, like, come together in harmony. Well, that's not what Antifa is calling for. Antifa is not calling for harmonizing the races. They're literally calling for separating the races in a very highly regressive... They want to bring us back to segregation, essentially, by, you know, separating the white people and the blacks and everybody else and... You know, yeah, almost like in a forced way. Yeah, but look, look. I mean, that's already happening. Look at what they're doing in colleges. They they have um, areas that are that are designated white free. If you're white, you're not allowed to go in there. Like how? Exactly. how like I mean, this is this is how I would describe it because um, we I mean uh, when I used to live in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, there was a um, there was a public pool that you know you had to pay to use it was like 150 for the year <clears throat> right um the thing is uh, every every sunday or no like every like not every sunday um no every day except saturdays there were a women's only swim for the jewish women <laughs> and that was like a that was a, a, a three to four hour block. It made the news, and you know, and and you know, they had to put up the curtains because you know you can't they they can't be seen with bathing suits on. It was women's only, and you know, it's like wait a minute. So I'm spending, I don't want to say all this money, but you, you're spending money to be able to use the facilities when they're open. Yet for this block of time. We're not allowed to use it. So the thing is, it, by using that logic, because technically women could use the use the facilities more than men, the men should have to, men should be charged less because there's a block of time we can't use. Like we can't use we can't use the pool. No, I'll look for it. So I mean, I, like, and I'm bringing it back to the co college thing. Like, you have these students that are paying thousands of dollars in tuition, and you're telling them because of the color of their skin, they're not allowed to go to certain certain areas. Like, fuck that. Like, fucking grow up. If I gotta, like, you know, like, okay, if they're really racist, is that gonna cure racism by kicking them out of a place that they they paid for? No. It's gonna feed into well, I, it and perpetuate it. It's gonna I, turn people racist. 
I dropped yeah, that's out. Well, that's exactly what I'm talking that, about with Spencer Sunshine. Yeah. Because that's what he wants. He wants well, to create anti-Semites. He wants people to convert over to anti-Semitism so that he can play the victim and make money from it. To him, it's purely about making money and just power. And he believes in, a, in this like racial identitarianism of his own type, where Judaism <laughs> is not a religion but a race. And that's what he's trying to do. And I noticed not just him, but I noticed a lot of the Antifa-type Jews, they play this game. For some, they love it, and I, they like Spencer Sunshine has been trying like hell to convert me over to anti-Semitism. I'm not gonna do it. I'm smarter than he fucking thinks I am. And but I recognize what he's doing. He's playing off the stereotypes, and then he's doing all these things so that he can create me as the enemy, and then cry about how he's the victim. I hate to break it to him. He's just he's an asshole. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to be Jewish to be an asshole. He's just an asshole. For all the, sh- the stuff he's done to people. <laughs> I mean, but that's the type of game that's going on. That's the, that's what these uh, regressive leftists like to do. They like to literally create this environment. Yeah, I mean, so, the thing that annoys me about them is that with that attitude, it's like, I don't know if you guys have ever dealt with this. It's like when a little kid, like, like punches you with your back turned. Like punches yeah. you in your face and then runs away, and like he's a block away. It's like and I see every time. Like it's like he's screaming, "You're a pussy!" I'm like, but you're running away and you're a block away. You do it. And that's what Antifa does. Just about every time, everywhere they're at, they literally are cowards. I mean, it, I would like to see Antifa actually combat real Nazis for once in my life. I'd mm. love to see that. They're I not going to do it. Yeah, I mean, I don't see Antifa like going head to head with like a group like Combat 18, you know, Combat Adolf Hitler. I mean, mm-hmm. those, are, those are guys who train weapons. They physically, you know, engage in you know, sparring with each other. They they look like they're built like giant. <laughs> they're like three times the size of Antifa, muscle and all. I don't see Antifa going after guys like that. I think guys like that would kill Antifa in about five seconds. Oh, and they, you don't they see that. Instead, they're point. beating up wheelchair-bound, like, veterans who voted for Trump. I mean, come on. That's who they're going well, after. They're going after that's a, that. And and that's the thing. And I, I've i been telling the guys, you know, every time we have discussions like this, I say the reason why they target the Proud Boys is because we looked at it as a soft target because we don't react when they dock, they dock us. We don't react because we're trying to take the power away from them. The moment we react, we're giving them power. Well, that's the other thing I need to point out, too. Antifa can't beat us in a physical fight. Most of them are a lot stronger than they are. So what they're doing is they're literally, like, I'll give you an example of the Proud Boys in New York City. Antifa baited them into a combat situation. They acted, and now they're all facing, you know, criminal you know, charges and records and well, Antifa took them out of circulation as a result of them. They were good soldiers out in the field defending free speech. So what Antifa is now doing is they're baiting people into fights. And they've been doing that for years. They've done that to quite a few of my friends who unfortunately end up with misdemeanor charges and things like that because they were defending themselves in fights. Antifa will throw the first punch, get hurt, and then run to the police and then use the police as a weapon and the court system as a weapon against people on our side. And we have to figure out smarter ways to deal with them. Of course. Because of course. if we I mean, don't, we're, we're going to have we, good men out of circulation, like Tiny or whoever. 
Well, and that's that's the thing is like you <clears throat> that you know uh, the Blasio and Co- Como jump on the bandwagon as well and you know there's you know if we have time i'd like to bring up the fucking the atrocity that he legislated you know he said they pushed the the new york senate pushed through legislation today which that that blew my fucking mind abortion so proud of that abortion until uh nine months sounds like after birth abortion is on the way (laughs) yeah i mean what we're gonna and then and then what if your toddler is acting up you could just throw him in a fucking wood chipper. It's like, well, it's an abortion. You're not well, a no, guy. Didn't want to throw that Trump supporter on a wood chipper for you know grinning to the Native American Marxist. But, <laughs> well, you can, you know, Jack Jack Morsey would agree with the wood chipper scenario. Yeah, so I mean, these people. Well, I mean, they do want to throw us a wood chipper. No doubt about that. <laughs> but yeah, I'm telling you, our. What we got to do is, since we know the state's against us, we know the system's not our, in favor of us, we know the system, the deep state, is doing what it's doing, so we have to come up with smarter ways to deal with Antifa, and just, like, if they try to bait us, now, screw that, let's bait them into getting themselves arrested. We can take right. punches, we can handle it, and we can find ways to get them arrested. If, as long as, because the thing is, they want us to get caught attacking them back. They want us to get caught fighting in self-defense because they know by putting us through the court system that we're going to be facing you know, probation, so to speak. And if we get in trouble again, then guys are going to get locked up for a while. I am not and carrying around my... I'm, I'm not carrying around my congas just to just to drum in front of them to, to intimidate them. I'm going to throw maracas at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I fucking hated that. I, uh, she almost got snuffed up. I swear to God. Uh, remember, that's what okay, they're re- trying to do. They're rem- trying to taunt us. Remember to when I got hit in the head? Remember when I got hit in the head at, at May Day with a fucking bear with fucking Morocco? Yeah. Like what? Yeah. And then I was about to. I I was. I freaking lunged at where I came from. I'm like what? You gonna hit a woman? I'm like, you hit me again. I will. No See that's what they, that's the other thing Antifa does. They put women on the front lines. They look for women to recruit that they know are emotional and you know want to fight the evil patriarchy. So they throw them on the front line, and a lot of times these women are convinced. Well, these men are chauvinists. They're not going to hit us back because it goes against their uh, you know chivalry to hit a woman because you know they they believe in gender bias and we, well they don't realize they're going to get hit. <laughs> because some people just don't care about all that; they're just gonna knock them down. Well, they also forget, like that old, like, like that old joke goes. They also forget that chivalry was also rules for engagement. Right? Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. If you go back, if you go, you, you go back to the 1800s. If a woman hit a man, the man hits a woman back. And you know, it's really funny too. Like, I'll give you an example: New York City. Like, there's these guys <laughs> that go to the, the the New York City football club games. At Yankee Stadium, mm-hmm. and Antifa yeah. would be in the you know the stands just like the other crew, and these guys would see Antifa hiding behind the LGBT um, section of the game, and they would use them as human shields so that if Antifa were to engage in combat, they could not only argue its gang charges on the uh, people that they want to target, but then they could also uh, throw a hate crime on you. So that's the other reason why they're using women and LGBT people. It's kind of like their frontline shield, so they can then turn around and use those charges against the people that they're per- they're actually persecuting. 
And then, of course, none of these right. people being used as human shields realize that at the time they're being used as human shields. That's the incredible part. <coughs> mm-hmm. It's really remarkable. But, yep. So, yeah. anyways, guys, uh, we've been we went a little over. Uh, Gabe, any any? I'm good at that, aren't I? <laughs> yes, you are. Any any last words? Before you... uh sure, yeah. My name is Gabriel Brown. Uh, I've been dealing with Antifa for five years. Um, Hi, Gabriel. Right now, I'm just trying to make things happen, and hopefully, we can uh, you know create coalitions against Antifa. Trying to work together as best we can. Uh, you can find my social media at, on YouTube at uh, GB0083. And I have a bunch of videos up. I hope to have uh, more footage up at some point when uh, I have time to edit the uh, stuff I've been working on the last six months. So that's how people can find me. And uh, we got to do our best to work together with, with as many people as we can. And forget all this petty infighting crap. It's not, it's not necessary. It's not, it's not going to help us. The strategy of Antifa is to have us infight with each other because they can't beat us one-on-one. But they can beat us if we beat ourselves up. That's another thing that's got to be emphasized. So I want to point that out. Let's try to find people to work together with. Good, uh, good yeah. points. Uh, Josh, your turn. Well, um, we, we kind of got the introduction out of the way, but if you guys want to hear our podcast, we'll have one every Monday and every Friday, the Fuck Around and Find Out podcast. You can find us on Twitter. Um, if you want to email the elders with any questions, comments, or anything like that, you can email us at theelders at protonmail.com. Um, just make sure when you're emailing us, if you're not, you know, uh, and you know, an impolite, uncouth dickhead from the other side. Um, if you're media, especially, uh, introduce yourself. You know, come at us. Don't just ask us questions uh, for your your hit piece on us first, because we're more than likely not going to answer. We do that. You know, we ignore Huffington Post and the Daily Beast all the time because they don't. They don't inter- They don't. They don't have the proper introduction techniques. Um, but yeah, fuck around and find out. Podcast every Monday and Friday. Alrighty. Anyways, like to thank uh, you two gentlemen for coming on. Uh, uh, how you're always welcome, um, Gabe. You know you you ha- you could just go in the fridge and get get whatever the fuck you want. That's. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that, Louis. <laughs> so. Anyways, like to thank everyone for listening. I actually also like to thank the guy that called me a white. I'm the face of white supremacy. I'm gonna put that on my resume. Um, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> You're the face of white supremacy. So, all right. Face of, the face of white privilege. Well, okay, 1488 to you too, my friend. So, <laughs> so anyways, I this has been the Crouch Out Radio Show. I have been Louis B. And as always, from my house to your house, mahalo. Help the Crowd Shout Radio Show grow and thrive by doing something you already do. Shop on Amazon. Amazon always has great deals for whatever you are looking for. 
from survivalists and riot gear to beanie babies next time you're going to shop at amazon use my link the prices stay the same but i get credit for the sale just go to tinyurl.com slash louis b and just shop normally knowing that you're helping support the crotch shot radio show that's tinyurl.com slash louis b gearheads know that some projects need so many parts it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them that's what ebay motors 122 million parts are for think of it as your virtual parts garage they've always got the right fitment at the right prices use the ebay motors app or visit ebaymotors.com let's ride Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.